All right, in the Triangle Podcast, episode 53. I almost said Couch Guy Sports Podcast now, but I didn't. I did. <laughs> it, it forced uh, a habit, understandable. It, you and me are together every freaking couple days now, so it's fine. Um, CouchGuysports.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, just anywhere you listen to podcasts, really. Just put your earpods in if that's what you listen to, and just you'll find us. Alexa, if, I learned this now. Like, I think I told you this last week on Couch Guy Sports Podcast. If you just tell Alexa or Google to like play us, you'll pretty much play us so your smart speaker works now. So just just do it all. We're there. Uh, like Twitch, that. YouTube for the network, all the written content. Um, there's no Zachary this week. Um, Before that, though, did, did you get a haircut? Thank you for noticing. I was going to say, it looks Thank good. You. It looks it's like two it looks mo- it's like two months overdue. Um, yeah, yeah, you I, had a growing. Mic. I had a mop on my head. Um, again, you all know this by now. I have a child now, and um, it, it just takes away from time. My wife cuts my hair. Laura cuts my hair. Um, I don't pay for haircuts. Screw that. When That's I don't nice. need to. When, when I just do this, right? So like, it's fine. Uh, she, it was she well overdue. She literally does everything. She cuts your hair. She does like all uh, of like it. We've had tell the you discussion. This. We've had. The I discussion. don't know how I got so fucking lucky. You did get lucky. You've met her now too, Al. Like I, I don't have, know how I got so lucky. I don't know how I got so lucky. Um, but I did, and I love her. And we have a kid together. We've been together since high school. And it, I got lucky day one. She made the first move out. I don't know if I ever told you the story. Oh. She made the first. I didn't have to do anything. I just said, "Yeah, I'll go out with you." And look where we are now. Wow. So like, I didn't. In true Jared laziness fashion, I didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't do anything. Um, let's not talk about my personal life anymore. Um. Yeah. No Zach this week. Zach's sick. Feel better, bud. Um, he's still going to produce the show. If you're listening to it on Sunday, August 1st, it's because of him because we're recording on Sunday, August 1st, but Zach loves us. We know there's a lot to get to tonight, so he's going to get it up for us ASAP. Zach, we miss you, bud. Um, your Buffalo Bills look good in camp. Um, that's all I'm going to say. So, Al, myself are here. We have Jamie Gatlin, our own Jamie Gatlin, Couch Guy Sports. Jamie, welcome. Happy to be here. It's um. Thank you for joining. You know, we, we like to spread spread people's wings on the Couch Guy Sports Network, right, Al? Yeah, um, we do. I, I, I'm not even watching Al, but by that reaction, I'm assuming the Red Sox did something bad. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, we'll get a lot of Red Sox to get to, right? Trade deadline. What they didn't do. Um, the Red Sox are currently basically not in first place anymore, and they won't be after this game. We're, again, Sunday, August first, we're recording. They're playing Sunday night baseball against the Rays, who did add people mind you um al we have a lot to get to and yeah. um i'm not I, i've told you guys both before we came on al i was texting you before we were trying to figure out a time i told you i was coming in a few i actually texted diego i was like diego you might just want to listen to me in the triangle podcast this week because i'm coming in hot we're not going to start there i want to know what you guys overall think of a timeline of chris sale we're going to start chris sale because this is something that it's on all of our minds, especially now after the deadline, it's basically Chris Sale or, Bale, or Bust. Um, Chris Sale started in Worcester, um, did really well, looked really good. He basically feels like himself. He's got one more start at least. And then pro- it's lining up, guys, that he's going to come back home against the race is when, when they come back to Fenway Park to play the race. Um, do you believe that timeline? Are you guys confident that he's the savior? All this stuff that, that you're kind of hearing now because they didn't go get a starter. Um, I don't care who takes this, but like, uh, let's start with Jamie. Screw it. Yeah, I was going to say, let's go, let the guests go, go away. Al, go away. Um, Jamie, is the Chris Sale timeline realistic or do, or even that, like, do, are you, do you think Chris Sale is really back and do you think he can be the savior? I think, I feel like the timeline's realistic with the savior stuff. With him, I feel like, you know, he's looked really good in rehab. 
of course, he's facing, you know, he's facing minor leaguers, so obviously he's going to dominate, especially with, you know, his off-speed stuff has looked good, and it doesn't matter what level it is. If you're a minor leaguer, like, you're not – that's just not going to be a fun time. Um, and I think, you know, kind of bold by Bloom to bet the pitching staff on that just because as good as he's looked, you know, with that injury, that's a lot to come back from regardless of who you are. And especially with, I mean, the way the playoff push is, you know, shaping up, it's not like he's coming back and they're going to have a lead or, you know, they have an A-game lead on Tampa. He's going to be, like, right back in the thick of it. Um, I mean, if anyone can do it, it's Sale. You know, so I believe in that part. But, you know, it's just one of those things where there's injuries can be touch and go. And obviously they're still going to build them back up or be cautious with him those first few starts. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting, you know, how they play that and – especially, you know, with the way tonight's shaping up, that game against the Rays is going to be more important than it was, you know, two days ago. Jamie, I, I know Al's take on this. I'm curious yours. If there was an option, we, I think we all know at this point he's probably going back to the starters for starting rotation. We kind of need him there. But would you rather him go to the bullpen if that option was there, or would you rather him be back in the starting rotation? Al, don't say a word. I'd do rotation. If they had a deeper – a deeper five, I would say you could put him in the bullpen. But I feel like the last couple of weeks you've seen as good as this rotation was, you know, in the first half, other than the last week. Mm-hmm. I think they pitched a little over their heads. Um, you know, not to say they're not good. It's just I do feel like they kind of excelled a little bit, which is why I would, you know, wouldn't put him back in the bullpen because I feel like they're going to need that lift and intensity that he brings. Okay. Kind of all on the same page. Um, Al, Chris Sale, I want your thoughts because we've talked about this enough. Yeah. But, like, is the timeline now – do we think that Rays game is probably the right timeline? I wish you – I think he should be back sooner. I think he should be back by now. I think he's looked great. I know they're taking a conservative approach, so I'm fine. It's whatever. But, like, clearly they're banking on this guy. Are they waiting too long is really my question. I don't think so. And I think the reason being is because they wanted to make sure first that he could go five innings. You can check that box off. Has he done it twice that, now? Has he done it twice now? No, that was the first time he's went five. Today was the, okay. Today was the first time. Got Today it. was the first time. His last start before that, his second start, I think he went like three and two thirds. So this was an encouraging sign. So now he has one more start with Worcester. If you can get him to go six innings in that one and push him just a little bit more, mm-hmm. then you're comfortable. You're like, okay, you can give us the six innings that we need. Yep. So if that's the case, then okay, then he's proven he can go a little bit deeper into ball games take away from the bullpen and have not having to stress the bullpen out. And then you go from there. So I think one more rehab start is perfect. And I think it's going to be a situation where once he's back, he's going to be a hundred percent back and there's going to be no questions about it. Yeah. I, I think that the, the idea that Chris sell is going to be the savior of this team is just wrong. Um, I think he's going to be back. He's, he's instantly out going to be the best pitcher on your staff, like hands down. Like no I, like, I think he comes back and he's better than anyone else you got. And that's the point. It's Chris Dale. He should be, right? Um, I, I look at what he can bring. It's not enough. Like, it's not enough. Like, I think Chris Dale's the ace. I think he's the best pitcher on the team. But when you have Garrett Richards, um, when you have Perez, who sucks, Gone. and you have Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been hotter, hotter, cold, who's not going anywhere, but, like, it just is what he is. Those three – he doesn't make up for three pitchers like Chris sale is not enough to make up now Tanner. If you can argue, you can, you can yell at me about Tanner, how call you want. 
course sale is not enough to make up the the differences of what you have, the deficiencies of what you have. Yes, but think of the pitchers that you just listed off. Martin Perez probably not going to be on the the postseason roster. I if hope anything, not. If anything, he'll be a long term reliever. Garrett Richards definitely not going to be on the postseason. Smell ya. Yeah, he's Smell gone. Ya. No See chance. Ya. No chance he's going to be on the postseason roster. Sniff you later. There's no way. So that makes up for two right there. If you go into the postseason with a rotation of Chris Sale, Nathan Eovaldi, Nick Pavetta, and Eduardo Rodriguez, I'm fine with that. You don't need five starters in the playoffs these days. It's been proven. And you I, can... I, I was going to say, Tanner Houck, I think, is even more reliable than – I would put Tanner Houck ahead of Erod right now. Maybe, or you can have Houck as your long reliever. Either way. Wouldn't you this – is, this is the thought, Al. My noggin's churning here. Maybe you just have the days that Erod pitches, you just know Tanner Houck's going to pitch. Like, you just save them. They kind of go in tandem, right? Every four whatever days it is, Erod starts, Tanner Houck is the next guy in line. No matter what, you don't use Tanner Houck unless you absolutely have to um, because you know Erod's not been what he's supposed to be. Something's wrong there. And if you're going to bank on him in the playoffs, fine, but you better, you better guarantee someone's behind him, and that's where Tanner, Tanner Houck can come into play. Right, and it's just so tough because we don't know how Chris Dale's going to be when he goes back to facing major league pitching. Like Jamie said, he's been facing minor leaguers. You know, he's yep. facing guys that are trying to just get up to the big league level. He's not facing, you know, this surprising Rays lineup, which I don't know how they, they, they're as good as they are. They still baffle me with that lineup, even though they got Nelson Cruz, which we'll talk about in a little bit. He hasn't faced, like, the, the Yankees' new info, newly improved lineup. He hasn't faced the Blue Jays' lineup yet. So those are scary thoughts. But come playoff time, once he gets, a, you know, probably four or five starts under his belt, I'm not going to be as concerned. And then as far as that postseason goes, as long as you have Richards gone and Perez gone, give me any other combination you want, and I'll be comfortable with it. I'm not going to lie to you. Are you guys still confident in this team? Well, I'm, after this question, we're going to get to the stuff I'm pissed about. But are you guys still confident in this team the way they are? Right, the way they're constructed right now and the potential moves they have to make, considering, again, there's no non-waiver trade deadline anymore. Like, this is it. Like, this is their team. Are you guys confident this team can still make a push, make the playoffs? Like, are you guys still there? Playoffs, yes. World Series, no. Al, our bet's yeah. still safe, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Jamie? Jamie, you still yeah, confident? I, I'm confident. I definitely think playoffs, yes. World Series, I don't know. I feel like the pitching isn't as bad as it's been lately, and the offense obviously isn't going to be this dead. So I feel like they're like happy middle, but I don't know if that's enough. You know, I mean, like going with Trey Turner and Scherzer and the Dodgers and some of these other teams. I don't know if they have like enough with this roster to overcome that in the playoffs. The thing about this team is that like, look, they're good. They're better than we all thought. I think a lot of us, me included, are getting bought into the hype that like this team's a legit team because we the, the expectations were so low coming into the season. Now, again, I thought they were going to be good day one, but like. I don't think I never thought they were going to like win a World Series by any means. I just didn't think they have enough pieces. So like, yes, are they overachieving? Absolutely. If they make the playoffs, it's a win because they were so bad last year, and the talent around them isn't there. But at the same time, this team did overachieve, and they are here. And that's where I look at the things that Heimbloom didn't do and go, "What are we doing here? Are you really not, not that bought in with this team? Who, mind you, was a couple a game and a half up come the deadline before this weekend series, like." They they were in first place. They were one of the best teams in baseball. And you clearly had holes at first base and pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching and first base. And you go out and get 
Kyle Schwarber, who's still on the IL, by the way, guys, if you didn't know that, still on the yeah, IL. We'll, we'll talk about that. And some crap pitchers I barely knew who they were, right? In the meantime, in the meantime, Anthony Rizzo, who, Al, you and I talked about this before we came on here, was linked to the Red Sox almost since day one, coming back. Great story that would have been, two guys, right? Drafted by the Red Sox, got traded to the Cubs, won a World Series there, comes back and brings – great story. Didn't happen. Got late. He was linked to the Red Sox almost within the last couple hours of the trade deadline. Doesn't happen. Goes to the freaking New York Yankees of all places. So, Jared, Jared, before you go crazy, and we talked about this, you know, pre-recording. We knew you are going to go crazy. Let's give you a product to relax a little bit so that way you can stay relaxed, you can feel good, and then you can unleash all, all your stress and anger. How about we do that first? You give me a Xanax? Well, not a Xanax, but I can give you an Exo Gun because the Into the Triangle podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Exo Gun. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? Well, get that massage without ever having to leave the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down because Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it, whether that's at work, whether you're at the gym, whether you're on the hiking trail, whether you're at Fenway Park trying to figure out this Red Sox team, put the power percussion massage treatment in your hands. Exogun is portable, adjustable, and powerful, and it's trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery experience. Again, use it for that percussion therapy. For those that might not know what it is, Percussion therapy boosts muscle, muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. And it looks like Jared's going to need it because he looks like he's going to need some long-term pain relief after this conversation. Get 10% off with the promo code CGS10 at checkout. Again, Exogun comes with a charger, so that way you're always charger ready to go. And carrying case, so you can bring it with you wherever you need to. Go get your Exogun today. Treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice with the code CGS10 at checkout. Let it all out, Jared. This is a safe place. Let it out. Zach's not here. It's a safe place. Um, (laughs) Anthony Rizzo, and this this is straight from Tony Maserati's tweet. It's just great information. I'm using it. In the two games of the New York Yankees, we all saw the highlights, right? Four for five, five runs scored, three walks, two dingers. Meanwhile, the Sox are 0-2, and Kyle Schwarber hasn't played a game yet. We, we know he's on the IL. I'm not mad about Kyle Schwarber being injured. Look, I think Kyle Schwarber could help this team, genuinely. Like, before he got hurt, Kyle Schwarber was doing well, right? Like, he, he was on a tear. I think he can help. But if you're telling me that your solution to first base, the hole that Bobby Dahlbeck is right now, is putting a guy who's never played first base a day in his life at first base for a World Series run, that, that's your solution, Heim. And look, Al can back me up on this here, uh, Jamie. I've been a bit, pretty big high bloom supporter since day mm-hmm. one. Been like, let's chill on the Mookie Betts crap, right? Like this dude's period a bit long-term. I'm still about the long-term plan. I think this, this doesn't hurt the long-term plan, what he didn't do or did do, whatever. But trading for Anthony Rizzo doesn't put you over the long-term plan. doesn't hurt your long-term plan. But – you know what supposedly hurts your long-term plan, guys, is paying too much money because, God forbid, the Boston Red Sox actually do that one time in their life. I've seen a lot about the – is it the CBT? Is that am I, am I, a CBT? Am I, am I right on that? The tax that we're not allowed to go over, apparently, as a, as a big market team? CBT, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. So this team baffles me. They traded Mookie Betts because they didn't want to go over the luxury tax. Fine. Whatever. We've all come to grips with that. Mookie Betts is a Dodger. He won a freaking World Series out there. 
I'm going to go cry in the corner of one reason I'm recording. Fine. Whatever. And now you're coming at me this year, a team that came out of the freaking blue. We weren't expecting this team to do well, not make a playoff run. This team, one of the best teams in baseball, guys. You have a hole at first base, and you have a hole in your rotation because Garrett Richards can't get out of his own freaking way, and Martin Perez doesn't belong in the majors. And you're telling me that trading for a freaking aging outfielder on the IL and some crap guys from Pittsburgh because you wanted to outlaw Michael Chavis is a good idea? I thought all that- because All because you don't want to go over the freaking luxury tax. Again. I, thought the, I thought the Chavis thing was smart. I'm not saying the return was good, but sending Chavis out, I thought was smart. Yeah, he but why can't you include why can't you include Chavis in a Rizzo deal? They were Versus not just take Michael pissing Chavis. him off for nothing. Come pissing on, Jared. Jared, you're pissing Jared. him off for nothing. Jared, you're smarter trade than Jeter, this. Then try and trade Jeter Downs for fucking Rizzo. Uh, I don't Jared, care, Jared. I think I think the the day is getting to you, my guy. You, you're telling me that you would want in a couple years, and you are a big advocate for Jeter Downs. I've heard I you mention Jeter Downs several 100%. times, and now you're 100%. just willing to trade him right but away now, for half a year, half a year of Anthony Rizzo if they don't sign him to an extension. You don't think Anthony Rizzo would stay? No, I don't know. He could have gotten the bag somewhere else, and then the Red Sox would have lost. But out. he's already gotten the bag. But he might get another contract. He might get one more contract, like big contract, before he's kind of you know older. Because he's only, I think he's only thirty one, thirty two. He could get a four or five year deal and get a decent amount from another team. For all we know, the Dodgers would probably get him and probably replace Cody Bellinger. But that's the Dodgers, stupid. that's a whole different story. The Dodgers, but, but don't. yes, I, mean, but I think the, the Dodgers. Honestly, outside, no, I think the Dodgers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the baseball world, I think they just cheat. Yeah, probably. Like, how, how do they have all this talent? I don't know. I, I thought one who I thought was going to be a sneaky. I was prepared for a sneaky bloom. I thought he was going to get CJ Cron. I so I'm glad yeah. you said that, Jamie. Because because yeah. he, he, here's my thing. Okay, and this is just my one big take of the whole Red Sox trade deadline. Just I don't want to call it a fiasco because it wasn't a fiasco, but just whole just the whole feeling it was of kind it. Kind of a fiasco. Yeah. 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 P- pipe down for a second. Eh, the Red Sox, the Red Sox, right? Here's the thing. If the Blue Jays didn't make a splash, the Yankees didn't make a splash, Dodgers, Giants, all the teams that are contending for playoffs. Everyone but you. If everybody, if there was one big move, and I'm going to give Jared Carabas credit for this on Section 10 podcast, and he made a great point, and I agree with the show. Mm -hmm. Friend of the show. If If there was only one big deal, like if the Dodgers just got Scherzer and Turner, and then there were minor trades here and there made, we wouldn't be making a big deal out of this. But let's go through all the teams for a second, and let's review what they got. The Blue Jays, they got Jose Barrios, and they got uh, Brad Hand. Okay? You upgraded Jose, your team there. Jose Barrios was the big one here in the Red Sox market. Yes. The yeah. Yankees added, obviously, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo. And Andrew Heaney for yep. a pitcher, but nobody cares about him. But Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo. Only really, I barely care about Gallo, too. The Giants got Chris Bryant. The Mets got Bobby Baez. Can we talk about the Giants for a second? What a great trade that was for them. That was so well, smart. They needed that badly. They did. Sorry. Go ahead. Just no, had no, to throw that out there. No, you're fine. But you think of all those teams, right? What do they all have in common? They're all trying to fight for a postseason spot. Potentially World Series. The Dodgers, obviously, we know they got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. The Padres, they added um, – what's his name? The, the hits leader, Adam Frazier? Yep. Okay, so they added Adam Frazier. The Rays added Nelson Cruz prior to the deadline, like a week before. The point that we're trying to make is this. All of that happened, and we're licking our chops thinking, okay, this is it. We're in first place. Complete reversal from 2020. This is the chance to make a move. Yep. And then it doesn't happen. And then it keeps going. 
11 o'clock, no big move. 1 o'clock, no big move. 3.30, nothing. 4.15, oh, Michael Chavis is gone. Yay, which I, again, I'm going to say this. Great move because he didn't have a future, a nope. long-term future on this nope. team. So that's why I'm a little bit disappointed. But then again, you got Kyle Schwarber for basically nothing. Aldo Ramirez, See, did I'm you guys not, ever hear of him? No, have you I ever don't. heard of Aldo Ramirez? No. Who the hell no, is that neither, guy? Neither. Okay, so there you go. He was like a he was a top like twenty prospect. I don't but know. But thing the thing is like it's Schwarber to me, Al. I like the move. I'm okay with it's, Schwarber. It's a good move, but, it, but but it's just the other things they didn't do. It should it shouldn't Schwarber. have been the only move. No, it's the big move they made. Schwarber should not have been the big move, and it was the big move. He's not going to play till mid August, and what's he really going to do? Right. So now, right here here's the thing too. You get him coming back. Don't forget, besides Chris Sale coming back. You're getting bullpen pieces like Ryan Brazier, who's going to be coming back very soon. You're going to get me. Marwin. Gag me. If you're relying on Ryan freaking Frazier, no. If you're relying I'm on Brazier to do anything, gag me. Uh, I don't know about that. But Marlon Gonzalez, me. I'm not saying he's good. But what I'm saying is Ugh. he can take – he can give – listen to me. Ow. Listen to me. Hold on. Hey, hey. Alan. Hey, Alan. Hey, Paul, mute your mic for a second. You, can, you consider me a friend, right? You don't have that power. You you consider me a friend, right? <laughs> I, sh- I should have kept the power, but yes. You are you are putting me through a mental spiral right now that you are well, bringing up Marwin well, Gonzalez's if you, if, name. If you let any me, if you let, if you let me finish the point, fine. You know what, Al? Here you go. Okay. Thank you, Jared. So Marwin Gonzalez, what I was going to say was, he's not going to be a guy that's going to produce a lot for you, but he's going to give guys days off that desperately need it right now. JD Martinez needs a day off. You he needs a day off badly. Nobody's hitting in his last, like, four or five games. He's one for 13, Jared. That's not a number three or four hitter in the major leagues. He needs a day off. Ah, uh, shoot. All right. Um, sorry, phone went off. But the point that I'm trying to make is this. There are reinforcements that are going to be coming. And all you had to give up was one prospect. That's it. You know, you know who could have given someone a day off? Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Jared, you, do you want to know why the Yankees made that move? And Jamie, tell me if you agree with this. To piss oh, me off. To, to, no, but correct. To piss off Red Sox fans. Look, That's it. Here's, who, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If any Yankee fan out there is listening, and I'm actually probably directly talking to you, Kaylee Allard, because I, I, I know you and you're a Yankee uh, fan. There, there's more Yankee fans in the network, too, that are laughing at us right now. But go this ahead. is true. This doesn't make you better. The Yankees aren't good enough to make a run here. Let's be real. Jalen Carl Stanton sucks. Can't hit a baseball anymore. They all strike out. Every they all got strikeout. Joey Gallo he strikes the he strikes out so much. Anthony Rizzo's the best player on their team now. Like that's and that's saying something because you have Stanton and Judge and all these guys. The Yankees pitching didn't get changed. The Yankees I don't care if they make a wild card team. Like game I don't care. If you I don't know if you guys can both agree with me on this, but the Yankees didn't get that much better. No, they just add they just add names. They added big bats. Jamie, what did you think about just the whole trade deadline? Everything. I was, I was honestly, I was surprised not defending Bloom at all or with like this with this take. I do feel like if there was more action than usual, and for the rentals, teams gave up a lot more. Like the Kimbrel package, I saw the Kimbrel package. I was like, damn. I just feel like some of those deals, even for the rental guys, like top prospects were being moved. And I feel like that was the most stars. Like, who thought Javi Baez and Lindor, right, a couple of weeks ago would have been the same outfield set in the field time of the season? Like, there are a lot of moves like that that I was surprised to see. 
The Mets together? Those two together? Oh. Oh, I'm rooting for the Mets if the Red Sox don't do much. Like, I'm just saying. Like, I, I love those two together. Um, you, you, you bring up a good point, um, Jamie. And this is the one thing that I, I – again, I'm, I'm still a Heimblum guy. Like, I'm not, like, completely, like, fire Heimblum like some idiots are out there. Um, he didn't take the bait for the high prices that were out there. I'll give him that. Because, like you just said, Jamie, they were all, like that that Kimbrel package. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. And if Alf, you can find it, great. But if not, no worries. It's insane. It was nuts. It was a lot, and a lot of other guys were given for a lot. Like there, and and this is one of the craziest MLB trade line deadlines I can remember in my short life. Um, it was nuts. How many people got moved? You got the Cubs basically saying, "Take all my stars. I don't care. We're starting over." Poor David Ross, the manager of the Cubs. He has no talent left. Um, same thing with uh, Juan Soto, the player, you know, that really good guy in Washington there. Um, he, he walks in. I saw the best, the perfect thing you could have shown me on, on Twitter. This is what Twitter is good for. Not much. The, the image of Will Smith, the, the, the very end scene of good um, Fresh Prince Bel-Air, when, he, when he's in the living room, it's empty, the big house by himself, yeah. and he's just looking around. It couldn't have been more perfect to describe Juan Soto. Because he just looked like Juan Soto walked into work that day and went, guys, what the F are we doing here? You just traded away all my teammates. John Lester gets traded as well. We didn't talk about, we're not going to talk about that. That was, that was a weird, that, weird. Was, that just didn't. Going to, the card, going to the Cardinals. That didn't like, look right. Weird. John Lester also hit like a 450-yard bomb the other night. So like, hey, good for John Lester. Um, look, I'm not mad at Heim for not like overpaying an insane amount. But the fact that we all know that Anthony Rizzo could have been got for pretty much nothing in which in relation, I'm not asking for him to have traded for Max Scherzer here, guys. I'm not mad at that. I don't think they should have been on in on Max Scherzer because look what look what the freaking Dodgers had to give up. It's a lot of prospects. High Bloom is building, and I've talked about this on the show. Um, I guess so. I'm a big advocate of him. He's he's trying to build us up to the point where we can be the Dodgers and the Astros and the Yankees, where we can just trade prospects every year and get better. Like, that's what he wants to do. He's doing that. But when you tell me that you can't trade a little of no meaningful prospect for Anthony Rizzo on an expiring contract to make this team better, to take half, half a step back, that's what bugs me. Because Anthony Rizzo was the clearing need for this team outside of a starting pitcher. And you, could, you guys both could convince me that we don't need a starting pitcher. You could probably convince me of that. I don't believe you right now, but if you if I gave you twenty minutes right now and you I said go, you could write a par, a thesis paper on it. You know those like the elementary school cardboard cutouts with yes. you like the science fair. Yep. You could like build a nice display, Al. I believe your artistic abilities, and you mm. could convince me that we don't need anyone but Chris Sale. Fine. You needed Anthony Rizzo. Boy, you, you needed you, Anthony Rizzo. It, you needed you needed a first baseman. Like even if it wasn't Anthony Rizzo, you needed someone like. Carlos Santana. You needed somebody like CJ Crone. You needed somebody. Jonathan Scope would have been perfect for this team. Would have been fine with it. Question for you. This is a question because I was actually watching the Olympic baseball. Um, You have a prospect playing the Olympic. You have a few. But you have one prospect who plays first base, guys. Tristan Cassis. Cassius? Is it Cassius or Cassis? Cassis. Cassis. The Olympic broadcast says it weird. They don't know what the heck they're talking about. Um, Tristan Cassis plays first base doing well they're making a run there i love it does he get called up when he comes back i don't think so do they give him do they give him dude he's been hitting the crap out of the ball yeah does he get, does he get a look or are they gonna ride bobby doll back in schwarber are they are they really gonna play kyle schwarber first base guys yes really yes, why why 
He's never played first base. Jamie, you think, want to take this one? I think you saw with like Royal too that I feel like they're at the point where they're going to try anything. You know what I mean? And I mean, but they didn't have to try anything. They had options out. They didn't have to try anything. I know. I mean, I was honestly, I was telling, I thought it was Rizzo or Cron. I was like convinced. All right, Rizzo or Cron, that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's the choice they have right now, and I don't know if it's going to end well, just because you know. Schwarber barely plays first base, but that's what you know they have to deal with for the rest of the year. Guys, I'm I'm not convinced anymore that this team. I, before the trade deadline, I looked at this team and went, with the right addition, they're good enough to make a run. Right? Give me a pitcher. It doesn't be an ace. Give me a pitcher and a freaking first baseman, and this team's good enough. They're one of the best teams in baseball now. You watch the Yankees get better. And again, I don't think the Yankees are really a factor here this year. I think they're too far back. There's too many better teams in front of them. Even if it's not the Red Sox, there's too many better teams in, the, in, in their way. Um, you look at the Rays, who made who got better, obviously. You look at the Blue Jays, who even got better. You look at, in the NL, the Giants got better. The Padres got better until Tatis got hurt. You look at the Dodgers, who just traded for Max Scherzer. The Dodgers, if the Dodgers don't win the World Series again this year, guys, it's an absolute shame. They're on cheat codes. And again, Max Scherzer is clearly to replace... Um, Trevor Bauer, because that whole thing's going sideways. Um, mm-hmm. But isn't Max Scherzer an upgrade? Max Scherzer is better than Trevor Bauer. Yeah. This team did not get better. I think they pretty much are about the same. I think Schwarber's a good deal. They didn't give up much, like Al said. But at the end of the day, I don't understand how Bloom can come in to a big market team and say, we value that we want to be below the luxury tax and I'm not even sure. This is this is the thing. Them saying like because High and Blue basically said he wanted to be under the luxury tax. Was that really? Most people would say, well, that's ownership. But do we believe that's ownership? Because they were also the ownership. John Henry, who we all know, I love, has come out and said. We know that they came out and said that they wanted Max Scherzer, and behind the scenes they were pushing Heim to make a push at Max Scherzer. Wouldn't that have put them over the tax? Right. So do we really think that it was the luxury tax of the ownership or do we really just think that Bloom is still reacting like it's freaking Tampa Bay and they can't afford anything? Jared, did you read the report the next day after Bloom has press conference? Of course I didn't. Yeah, that'd be didn't. too easy. I was going to say, he literally came out and said that report was false, bud. Yeah, I, don't Mac- I, don't, pushing- I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Of course right, he said Jamie, it was going to be false. Jamie, Ow. break the, Jamie, break the tie. Do you, do you think it was legit or do you think that he was just with you. putting on? No, I want it. No, honest opinion. I don't think it was. Yeah, I think he kind of was just, that's what he had to say. I'm, yeah. I think, I mean, I think ownership pushed for that. And okay. he kind of, like, it didn't get done. So in that situation, you got to. Thank you. They're falling back to what they know how to do. It's the well, we don't want to spend too much money, God forbid, we're the Boston Red Sox and we don't spend money. So instead, we're going to use the, we didn't get Max Scherzer, so we didn't, we didn't also want to spend for Anthony Rizzo. No, 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 no. That luxury tax, no, no good. Wasn't that, the, Al, what, Al, listen to me. Wasn't that the freaking point of trading, for, trading Mookie Betts? Didn't we yes. go through that heartache just to stop, not go over that tax and reset? We did that. We reset. Me and Nick sat here on, this po- on the other podcast, on Couch Guy Sports Podcast, and sat here and celebrated the date that we actually cleared the stupid date that refresh the tax date. It shouldn't be an issue anymore. That was why we traded Mookie Betts. That, why is this re- still being talked about? I agree, but that's not what I was upset about. What I'm upset about is this. As we're recording, I'm watching the Sunday Night Rays game. 
Well, they're down, they're down three to one. Alex Verdugo hits a leadoff double, moves over on a fly ball to right field. You have Bobby Dahl back up with a chance to tie the game. You haven't had a lot of offense. You can't Anthony be Rizzo. Not even Anthony, Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. Get me somebody that will put the ball in play. Anthony he Rizzo. Out. He strikes out. Let Jaron Duran play freaking first base. I don't even care. I just somebody Bobby, Do- Bobby Dahlbeck. I was all for giving Bobby Dahlbeck time at the beginning of the year because it's he had a great spring and and all this stuff. But clearly, he's not the solution for this year. I don't care if you think he's still a fit long term. But when you have an actual team this year that was is better than they're supposed to be and they're contending, I don't get why they're still riding them. Anthony Rizzo was the easy trade, guys. Like that was the trade that we all assumed was happening. Like it was the easy trade. It was a massive hole at first base. The Yankees didn't even need a freaking first baseman. Because they had Luke Voigt. They had Luke Voigt coming back off injury. They, they, they need and they said, they said, F you, and I'm going to take him from you guys. And they now they're li- trying to trade Voigt. Yep. yep, they literally just yep. said, we don't want the Red Sox to get this guy. They're heavily linked to him. Let's go out, put our, po- put our prospects out there, and get this deal done. Because you know why? This is what, that's what big market teams do. That's what big market teams do, and you aren't acting like one. Shame on you, Heimblum. Figure it out. I'll give you this is I'm all for Heimblum. I still think he's doing things in the right direction. But the fact that this is your first trade deadline, deadline in a big market, and you say, meh, I don't need Anthony Rizzo. It's too expensive. Nothing's too expensive. Don't you get that point? Nothing is too expensive. Your your owners own Liverpool. They can pull money from wherever the heck they want. Nothing is too expensive. You pay who you need to pay. You make the right trades, and you figure it out. If you're depleted one year in prospects, who cares? You pay for the free agent, and they come in and play for you for a couple of years. That's it. Yeah. That's how this works. And they hasn't. This this was the first real test. No, everyone and their mother was going to trade Mookie Betts. That's it. This was the first test. You have a team that you know is a really legitimate contender in a big market where you expect to. You're expected to win. No one expects them to win in Tampa. They were celebrating freaking. All this stuff about Champa Bay with the, the Lightning won the back-to-back cups and the Bucks obviously won with Tom Brady. They were celebrating the Rays getting to the AL champ, winning the AL championship pennant and going to the World Series. That's, they, they were counting that in the Tampa Bay calling them Champa Bay. They were including the Rays in that because no one expects the Rays to win. That's where Bloom's coming from. He's got to figure this out. And this is it. Like This is the only pass you get. First trade. And even then, I barely give it, you it was Well, don't forget, it's his second trade deadline. First with having a winning team. That I'll yep. give you. Al, twenty twenty didn't didn't happen. I don't know what you got. You about. got what are you talking about? You got Nick Pavetta out of the deal. What are who you? Who the heck's twenty? Who the heck's twenty twenty? Why why are you talking about twenty twenty? Because you got something good out of the trade deadline in twenty twenty. Two good things. You got Nick Pavetta and you got Connor Seabold, one of your good prospects that's going to be a future pitcher for you. And Nick Pavetta, isn't, by the isn't way, last wasn't last year twenty nineteen? I don't understand. Oh my god, you are. Yeah, keep sipping on whatever you're sipping on. Sip on your water over there. It's like, just water from my Celtics mug. Yeah, it's fine. All right, all right, all right. You're going to miss I have this episode. every show. I literally use this every single show. You should know what this is. No, I know. I know what it is. Oh, I know what cup you're drinking from. We don't know what's in there, though. You can't see it. I was going to say, this is audio, it. not video. It's Sunday, though. It is. We're, we're calming down. I got to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> have fun with that. I got to work, and I got to coach tryouts, volleyball tryouts. That's how I'm here. <sighs> Jamie, are you, Jamie, are you happy? Um, I have one more thing about Dalbeck, though. Not to like rage on Dalbeck, but I have one more thing that's like annoys me about it. Go ahead, please. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all ears. I feel like with him, like he does make adjustments. As powerful as, as he is, I feel like if you're a pitcher, throw 
from a high fastball, that's all you need. You know what I mean? I feel like every at-bat, you watch him, two strikes, you throw him a high fastball, he will chase that 95% of the time, and maybe he needs more time in the minors. But I feel like that's just one of the things, like, you haven't seen him make that adjustment, which is annoying. Great point. Bingo. Great point. And Michael Chavis, Michael Chavis was the same way. Dude still still can't hit a curveball. Michael Chavis is going to Pittsburgh, and he's probably going to end his career in Pittsburgh. Like, he can't hit a curveball. And until he can't, we all thought the ice horse and Michael Chavis was going to stick. We thought that was all going to happen. And then look what happened. He can't hit a curveball. I agree with you. Bobby Dahlbeck probably could have used more time in the minors, but they, they didn't invest in the position and they didn't bring someone in. Again, case in point, if you trade it for Anthony Rizzo, sign him for a couple of years, let Dahlbeck go figure it out. And, and now you have to figure it out between Dahlbeck and Cassis, which is fine, right? Like those two are both serviceable long term players. But is, are either of them really ready for now when this team's ready to win? Like, I, I'm not even really sure about Xander Bogarts being on this team past next year. So, like, why aren't we trying to win with him now? Like, it blows my mind that, that Heim really needs to figure out the balance of big market team spend when you can and be okay with dealing away a couple prospects. Because, again, Jeter Downs is a great example. I, th- I see value in Jeter Downs, but so do a lot of other crap ball clubs. So do the Cubs. Don't you think the Cubs would see value in Jeter Downs when they just traded Javi Baez and, and Rizzo and Bryant, all these guys? Don't you think they would have loved to have Jeter Downs on their team for the full movement? Great. Let, give them Jeter Downs and bring Anthony Rizzo in, and this team's that much better. Like, that's a deal that, like, again, I love Jeter Downs. I think he's got props. But, again, the Cubs probably feel the same way. Give them to the Cubs. It's an easy trade to make. Rizzo comes in, and, like, worst-case scenario, you get the end of the year with Rizzo on a legit team. Best-case scenario, he resigns, And he's your first baseman for the next three years. Or break somebody. Somebody else. Some somebody to upgrade over Bobby Dalbeck. Exactly. Bobby Dalbeck's not hard to get an upgrade over. It didn't have to be Rizzo. I'm more pissed off at the fact that they're so Heim treated this deadline like he was Tampa Bay and not the Boston freaking Red Sox. And that's it. And that's why I'm pissed. All right. Anyone else have anything you want to talk about? Because that's pretty much all I wanted to come on here and say. No. I think that Alan? I- Jamie, you good? I'm good. I mean, they are Mets will rally though tonight. We gotta give them that credit. It did. Got a little help from wild pitch there, but still. <laughs> I mean, they're in this game. They're in this game as we are about to finish recording. So, um, oh my god, freaking team! Uh, god, I'm, dude. Okay, well, one last question because I just looked at the score. On paper, do you guys think the Rays are better than you? I kind of oh. want to say yes, just because I trust the Rays. Uh, I kind of trust the Rays pitching a little more. Just because that bullpen. Keep in mind, Glass now. We all know the Rays bullpen. And. Well, yeah, the Rays bullpen's kind of rough. Yeah. But I don't know. I just. I feel like the Sox starters, there's a lot of unknowns there, especially with injuries and just pitching deep into a playoff run. Other, like, I feel like other than Sale and Evaldi and like Rodriguez, too, though he's struggling with playoffs, like, you just don't know what you get from Pivot and the other guys. They could be awesome in the postseason. But the one thing that worries me is we just haven't seen that yet. I think I think lineup wise, Nelson Cruz is a great ad. But I'd still take the Red Sox complete lineup over the Rays complete lineup. Oh, and and factor in Schwarber there because Schwarber's a legit right. bat in your lineup. Yeah, but then sure. like Jamie was saying, the pitching, I go with the Rays on it. And it's amazing to think about when Tyler Glasnow's on the show. I say even I say even without Glasnow. Right, and I heard you say that. Even without Glass, now Charlie Morton left as a free agent and you traded away Blake Snell. 
and you're still as yeah. dominant of a pitching staff. Like, look, I think the Red Sox have a legitimate shot if Chris Sale comes back and it's Chris Sale. Because then, like you said, Al, you have you're, you're Chris Sale of Aldi, Pavetta in some capacity, right? Like those three even are just legitimate. And then you worry about the fourth guy, Erod, who, Tanner Howe, Court maybe. Like that's enough in the playoffs, the way the Red Sox hit the baseball most times, right? But Chris Sale's got – now you're, you're banking a lot here on Chris Sale is what they're doing. They just put a lot of chips in one basket for this season. Long term, they're fine. They didn't break the bank here. They weren't going to break the bank. We'll see what happens. Um, this time next week, God knows the Red Sox could be like three or four games out of first place. Who the heck knows? But they definitely are banking a lot on Chris Sale. And I'm assuming when's that Rays game? A couple weeks, right? But it sounds like that that is when Chris Sale's shooting for. That's when the Red Sox – Chris Sale probably would have pitched in the Red Sox uniform like three weeks ago if they let him. Yeah. Sounds like he's coming back that weekend against the Rays. We'll see. Hopefully, they're at least close to the race still by then. Um, hopefully, they win tonight, man. If they win tonight, they're still in first place. So, um, that, that's what you can hope for. But um, we'll leave it there. That's all I got. I'm, I'm still not I actually have a bold. I actually have a bold question for you guys on my first oh God. appearance. I love it. This is great. I have – bring up the pitching. I feel like we – Garrett Whitlock, Evaldi 2.0, from what he did in the postseason a couple years ago. What do you guys think? Just with how dominant Whitlock's being the regular season. See, I, I kind of think that could be true because n- who's really faced Garrett Whitlock, right? So, like, if you bring Garrett Whitlock up to pit, this is, this is the case in point of, like, I do that not everyone's seen. Like, if you have a series against the Astros and you let Garrett Whitlock pitch, what are they, what, they're not going to know much about the guy. And, like, so I kind of I sneaky see that as, like, an opportunity for them. Um, see, this is, this is where Heim, I, Heim's thinking like you're thinking. It's the, I have guys that I know are good that no one else knows we're good. I'm just going to bank on them and I'm not going to spend all this money I don't need to spend. And it's like, but you have the money to spend. So why not spend it? Sure. Alan? I need to see him actually start a game first before we can say he's Eovaldi 2.0. Because that's the thing with Eovaldi when he came here. He could either start for you and give you five innings or he can come out of the bullpen like he did in the 2018 World Series. Whitlock, we've just seen him in a reliever role. I need to see him start a few games before I can start to make that comparison a little bit. Great question. Very bold. Very bold. Into the Triangle Podcast, episode five, three, fifty-three. No Zach tonight. That's okay. He's not feeling well under the weather. Sir, thank you for producing this ahead of time. Uh, Jamie Gatlin joined us tonight. Th- Jamie, appreciate you hopping on, bud. You're on the short list, man. If Zach's ever out again, if I'm ever out again, Al, call him. Call James. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, call James. I'll be out again. We all know I will be. Uh, uh, it, probably next week. It's pretty normal. Not to be lying. Uh, CouchGuysSports.com. I have a kid. It's my valid excuse. Twitch, <laughs> YouTube, um, all the fantasy football. I know we're not a football podcast, but a lot of good fantasy football co- content coming to the Twitch channel. YouTube, all the written content. There's actually a new fantasy sports section on the website. So, like, all of our fantasy sports stuff in one section now. Um, I'm pretty sure, Al, correct me if I'm wrong, all three of our separate leagues in Couch Guy are all going to be broadcasted live on Twitch for the drafts. It will be. Um, ours included. Al and I are in the same league. So, that'll be interesting. Um, might get some side wagers going on those weeks. Just oh, saying. I can't wait. Can't um, and we'll go from there. So, a lot of stuff's happening. CouchGuysSports.com. It's all going to be there for you. Um, we're excited. We're going in the right direction. A lot of stuff happening. So, 
until next week, again, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, hopefully the Red Sox are not too far out of first place next time we talk to you next week. Um, but until then, boys, it was fun. I appreciate you hopping on this on Sunday night. And uh, everyone out listening, go Red Sox, and we'll, uh, we'll talk next week. See, See ya. ya.